Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. So you didn't leave a donkey show because you were afraid they were going to point you out like a stand-up comedian? Oh, no, 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 no. I just, why are you leaving, uh, sir? What's the problem? <laughs> Turn on the house lights real fast. Let's hear what he has to say. Well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today. And this is a special episode where we're about to reveal the lineup for the 2021 Smorgasbord Tour. All right, let's begin. The Smorgasbord Festival debuted in 2018 and was an overwhelming success. As a result, we took it on the road for an epic world tour. That was an even bigger success. It has now become the biggest traveling music festival the world has ever known. And, great news listeners, we're back for a fourth go at this. Today, we're going to learn about six new bands and establish the lineup for the 2021 Smorgasbord Tour. But, before we go any further... I'd like to introduce someone. You all know and love him. He's the co-host of Varmints, the award-winning animal podcast from the Podfix Network. After missing last year's event, well, you know, because he was out at ninja training, he agreed to return once again to host today's discussion. It's the great Paul Chomo. Welcome, Paul. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I came back with my hat in my hand and, and asked uh, if I could host this again, and you you graciously said I could. So I, I really do appreciate it. Not at all. No, I, w- I was thrilled when you came and said you want... Because when, if you remember, when I, I followed you all the way to Japan, it wasn't easy to find you. <laughs> oh, I remember. And, well, and then, and then you, went me go- you made me go through that series of contests, which I almost won, and then I didn't. And right. then you just kind of gave me a disapproving shake of your head and I had to come all the way back to the United States, no Paul Chomo. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, it was it was tough. Like, I, I was in ninja training, you know, and it was just not, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't going very well. And, um, yeah, should I tell the story? Like, like what happened? Please, because it sounds like you're not a ninja. No. Um, okay, so, yeah, you, you, you came and, and then you left. You went back to the States and I was doing my ninja training and it just, it was not... It, it wasn't going well. Um, and so I was in my in my bunk one night and I looked at my phone and I saw that I had an email and it was from somebody, I think, in like Bangladesh. And he said that he could get me to the top of the ninja school charts. Um, mm. And would I give him a call? So I was like, yeah, well, that sounds fine. So I, I talked to him and I paid him like, I don't know. and I thought he could get me to the top of the charts in the ninja school. And, um, it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't really help. Like what they wound up doing was sending about 1000 postcards. Uh, and all the postcard says Paul is top ninja. (laughs) For some reason that didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't really help all that much. And, and, uh, I can't believe it. Yeah. It was kind of, and plus they wanted to be paid in like Amazon gift cards. So I had to, fly to somewhere that had a Walgreens, buy all of their Amazon gift cards, fly back to the Ninja Training Center, call them on the phone, give them all the codes. It just, it wasn't worth it. And, uh, you know, it's okay. I'd rather be here doing this. Well, I'm sorry that that didn't work out, but we're happy to be the beneficiaries of it. Paul, for the fourth straight year, we are joined today by three other friends of ours. Let me introduce them. First, the co-host of the pop-up film cast, 
Keith Gala. How are you, sir? Hey, hey. Hello. Greetings. Good day, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for being here for the fourth straight year. Uh, hey, look, checks keep uh, cashing. I'm, I'm going to keep showing up. Excellent. Next is the co-host of The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. Please welcome Phil Rude. Welcome, Phil. Hey, thanks, Tove. Ha- thanks for having me this year. We're thrilled to have you. Thanks for being here. And finally, the other co-host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, Derek Glasscock. Hey, hey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's always good to come back for another year of Smorgasbord. It is. And I just got myself like a new fanny pack. I got all these Amazon gift cards. And uh, so I got a fanny pack. It's full of essentials. And I'm ready to rock another Smorgasbord. Oh, so name seven of your essentials, Derek. Uh, toothbrush, <laughs> toothpaste, uh, good and plenties, uh, antacids. Uh, that's four. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, also a bowler hat, uh, of a bolo tie, and a bolo Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> the bolo hat fits into the fanny pack. Yeah, it's what it's like a Harry Potter style fanny pack. I just keep reaching in and pulling stuff out. Well, and I have my own question. So you said bowl of Cheerios. So it's Cheerios already poured in the bowl yes. in the fanny with pack. milk. Yeah, I keep with, one with top <laughs> with a spoon. It's and I walk very slowly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about the other six items, but that that is definitely an essential. Yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah. If you leave your house with a fanny pack without a bowl of Cheerios in it, then you are <laughs> failing. Yeah, for sure. What kind of loser are you? All right. I've already broken the the rules. <laughs> and I assume right, well, Keith would break in jest. And I, well, the floodgates are open now, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's begin. Take it away, Paul. All right, gentlemen, here's what we are going to do tonight. One at a time, I'm going to give one of you the name of a band then you're going to give us their brief backstory it might include their history some of their songs or albums names of the band members that kind of thing afterwards the others can ask questions or add what they remember about the band and then we'll play a song from their catalog there's going to be two rounds and each of you will go once per round any questions nope none here all right Uh, at the end we'll put together a music festival from the six bands we've introduced We'll decide which band will open the show, who will close, and the order in between. Uh, What's the order this year, Chris? Oh, yes, of course. So, uh, funny story about that. So, I was was at my son's soccer game recently, and one of the parents on the opposing team got upset at a call, and it became a whole thing. Maybe you guys have experienced this. He quickly became belligerent. Eventually, the police were called, and he had to be escorted off the field. As they were dragging him away, he yelled out, let Phil go first. <laughs> and that's that's literally all he said. So I yelled back, what about the rest of the order? But he was too far away for me to hear. Um, so luckily, uh, a little girl who I didn't recognize, um, I realized she was standing right next to me, gently tugged on my pant leg. And I looked down and said, oh, hey there. 
And all she said was, you should have Keith go second and Derek go last. And then she ran off to play with the other kids. So I, I guess I guess that'll be the order. That's amazing. Very strange. Wow, what a coincidence. Do you recognize most little girls? Because you said there's a little girl you didn't recognize. <laughs> like, like. Well, I mean, I've got three kids under the age of nine, so there's gotcha. a lot of kids in the neighborhood, kids that you know on their on their sports team. So there's a fair number of, of little girls who you I just at sounded least recognize. shocked that you didn't recognize her. It's like whew, I've never seen this one before. Well, I mean, especially at a soccer game where we know the families. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I would normally said, "Oh, you're so and so's kid," but I looked. I was yeah, like, "I don't yeah, even know who. No, I, I don't you. even know who you are." And then she kind of mysteriously disappeared. No, I feel you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't lie that you basically described something that exactly happened at my kids' soccer league this past year. So, okay, except see? for except for them yelling out who to go in what order. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's never happened to me either. But I was like, yeah. "Wow, th- I th- thank you. I needed that information, anyways." <laughs> all right well with that out of the way now that you all understand the rules and and we we uh yeah chris's personal life has somehow strangely determined the order of things um is everybody ready to begin absolutely sir all right phil the first one is yours please tell us everything that you remember about the band Stick Figure Orchestra. Uh, Stick Figure Orchestra is a band I was introduced to, um, not surprisingly, by a a woman I was dating in my early 20s. This was not anything I would have normally gravitated to or uh, found on my own. But, you know, when you want to make out with somebody, uh, you'll listen to whatever they put on and and that just kind of launched me into this weird world of uh singer songwriter uh french jazz i guess um i I thought it was kind of cool because it was an alternative to jewel uh who was very popular at the time and i didn't have to hear about how uh the members of stick figure orchestra were living in a van uh or or trying to peddle poetry or anything like that um, but yeah, this, uh, woman I dated, she played this album quite a bit. Uh, spiritual hummus, I think is the name of the, the album and the song, uh, waters of March was, was her favorite on there. Uh, I remember it being sort of like a, a moderate hit in, in that kind of, uh, I guess it would have been like the, the, you know, you remember when like grunge was, it had blown up already. It hadn't quite reached the end of that, but then like all the other alternative stuff. And then like I guess that jewel, Cheryl Crow, like all this other pop stuff. And then there was all this stuff in the middle, like Enya and this, I remember being sort of like a, Oh yeah, that's stuff you would hear together. Um, but eventually like most things, uh, that relationship ran its course. And, um, and so did my interest in this band. It's kind of cool to see them come around that they're still hanging around like, uh, I guess that's been, uh, 25 years later. Um, and that they're, they're trying to do the festival circuit again. Um, but that was, that was most of the experience that I had with this band. It wasn't, it wasn't too deep. I didn't get into their, their earlier stuff or anything like that. Um, just sort of this album, the, the uh, spiritual hummus album, which was also because I came from a tiny town in the Midwest. It was also the first time I had ever heard of hummus. 
Uh, so it opened up another wider world to me, uh, just in a, in the culinary sense. But um, that's Stick Figure Orchestra, and I I just have a very abbreviated history with them. Um, so it's it's kind of weird to see them coming around again, but um, but they are an interesting choice for Smorgasbord this year. What about you guys? You guys familiar with this band or have any uh, similar experience with them? Phil, would it surprise you if the lead singer of Stick Figure Orchestra's um, son was her name, uh, and it was spelled like three A's, lived in a Dodge Turismo for quite a few, like 1983 Dodge Turismo was red, terrible shocks and struts, but she went from show to show and she lived in that car. So a lot like Jewel, but her story wasn't out there as much as Jewel's was. Well, Jewel was easier to pronounce than yeah, her name. Son. A lot of umlauts on those A's, yeah, if yeah. I remember. She used to sell her albums out of the back of that uh, Turismo, uh, holding it up open with like a golf club that was in the back of it. <laughs> yep, and, oh, yeah. uh, and that would wow. and that would help hold it open while she was, uh, you know, selling, you know, the little cassettes that she had uh, out there. Uh, at, Which club was it? Usually the putter. Putter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she would also put the CD in like a open pita bread or as the <laughs> british call it a pita bread right so uh, they would she'd open up and put the cd in there and she'd sell it to you that way like a sleeve mm-hmm. she had a whole theme going with that hummus <laughs> and with the turismo i believe after even after uh uh she blew up you know she kept living and selling cds out of that mm-hmm. out of that vehicle because it was just part of the marketing it was part of the image it was the branding the branding was solid all the way through yeah the, their their last album which wasn't as popular it wasn't their second album but like their fifth album by stick figures orchestras was like you will never rip me out of my dodge turismo was the name of the album do you think they're gonna show up to smorgasbord in the uh in the same vehicle well i i think their fans expect it yeah, I'm assuming that they like just drive it right on stage, uh, and then hop out a little bit clown car style, hop out and then you know set up and start playing all around it. Uh, yeah, that's how I saw them back in college. That's when when they showed up at Eastern Illinois one time when I saw them there. Uh, it was the first time that I, that I had heard about them, and uh, my roommate's girlfriend's roommate's cousin. I uh, had some good floor, you know, had some good seats, uh, you know, like lawn, lawn <laughs> seats to go her see them. Her floor, though, was immaculate in her apartment. <laughs> like in a, a college apartment, you wouldn't oh, expect to yeah. be that clean, mm. but you could eat off that floor. Yeah. And no. you could do it proudly, too. Yeah. Uh, she had some nice lawn seats that you could go uh, to go see them. And we went and saw it. And I was just amazed. Like, first of all, there wasn't much of a stage. That's why it's kind of crazy to have lawn seats. But they just drove right up. Uh, and parked right in front of us, hopped out, and started playing. In the lawn. Right? Yeah. They pulled right up on the quad mm-hmm. uh, in the Turismo. They knocked over the guy. they were arrested for. Uh, it wasn't a sanctioned... I, I mean, I was there. I saw it. Yeah, I thought they got arrested because they, they ran over that guy who was always handing out the the church pamphlets. Well, but That was just an additional charge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the, the initial charge was uh, unlawful, you know, use of a vehicle on grass, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice little mellow afternoon listening to them. Late mm-hmm. afternoon, yeah. <laughs> and, and then watching them get dragged off. Um, no, well, that wasn't mellow at all. But you know, yeah. it's, at least they let them finish their set, and that was great. Yeah, 
But the, the Turismo wasn't impounded. Well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here is the song The Waters of March by the band Stick Figure Orchestra. And it's from the album Spiritual Hummus. É pão, é pedra, é o fim do caminho É o resto de toco, é um pouco sozinho A stick, a stone, it's the end of the road It's feeling alone, it's the weight of your load It's a sliver of glass, it's life, it's the sun It's night, it's death, it's a knife, it's a gun A flower that blooms, a fox in the brush A knot in the wood, the song of a thrush The mystery of life, the steps in the hall The sound of the wind and the waterfall It's the moon floating free, it's the curve of the slope It's an N, it's a B, it's a reason for hope And the riverbank sings of the waters of March It's the promise of spring, it's the joy in your heart All right, that was The Waters of March from Stick Figure Orchestra. Keith, tell us about our second band, Digital Ramon. Oh, Chris, you told me you had special, uh, you had something special for me, uh, this year. And, and you know, when you sent me over the, 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 you know, the cheat sheet of, of all the bands we started looking at, and you said that Digital Ramon was going to be available for this, I, it, I was like, absolutely. This is one of the ones off the, like the list, like 20 you sent us that I really wanted to push for getting on to, uh, this year's Smorgasbord. Um, I think he's got a new album out called, uh, Triple Chicken Theory. But like, I remember him a lot for a song called Risky Business. And this came out, Risky Business came out in like 2008, 2009 ish. Uh, I just moved to Milwaukee and, uh, Digital Ramon. Uh, he had, he was playing at one of the local bars there in town. And I went, I saw the show, was hanging out and then got to go hang out with him at like an after party, uh, at this place called, uh, arts performing center <laughs> and arts performing center is a, it's a gentleman's club. And so we had, uh, I got to go hang out with him and like, first of all his show was great in the first place it, it like lots of great uh hip-hop lots of nice funk tracks and stuff like that and like to just uh, we just end up like you know talking you know at the end of the show or whatever as i was trying to buy a cd from him we were just kicking at the merch table and he's like hey i'm going over to arts you want to come with and i was like i, I guess sure so <clears throat> we head over to arts and this is probably you know I, I want to ask him about if he remembers this as well. That's why I'm hoping maybe we get to talk to the bands this year. I know you normally don't let us, uh, but I want to talk to him this year about it. When we went to arts performing center, we're hanging out and uh, he bought me a lap dance uh, from a girl with a cast on while we're there. <laughs> and it's probably like, it's one of like the two or three most memorable like lap dances I've ever gotten. <laughs> and like he even signed i think he signed uh digital ramon right on her cast and everything but it, it was weird i mean it's still a good dance uh, he had them play some of his music while we were there 
Uh, so that was, I was thought that was kind of like a pretty pimp move as well on his part. It's, he's like, here, play some of this for, for the girls to dance to. And uh, then got me a nice lap dance. So it was an all around good evening with the guy. Where was the cast? On her arm. That's what I was going to ask. On her arm. Yeah, on her arm. On her arm. Claimed uh, she broke her uh, hand punching her boyfriend. Sure. Makes sense. I was like, sure, sounds good. And she was uh, able to still move around very well. Never hit me once with it. Um, you know, and but then you know, I got I got done with the dance. I came out and digital uh, Mr. Ramon Ramon, however you want to call him, he had already you know left out after that. Um, you know, so I never got to talk to him about it again. And I you know I was trying to track him down after that you know and all, but he wasn't around. Uh, he had moved on to go do another show in Poughkeepsie. And uh, you know, I'd love to be able to talk to him again and see if he remembers that night. It was a great time. Keith, one of the things that I, I love about our smorgasbord conversations mm-hmm. every year is that we learn a lot about you. <laughs> and, and so you, you seem to have, you seem sure. to have implied this time that you've gotten a lot of lap dances. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wouldn't say a <laughs> lot of lap dances. I will say that I have a few memorable ones. I know, but, but in order to have a few memorable ones, it has to be within a collection of a lot of other ones. So maybe some <laughs> ones that were forgettable. So yeah. you've had a lot of forgettable lap dances, and then you've had a few that were very memorable. <laughs> I mean, a girl dancing with a cast on is going to be very memorable no matter how many I've ever gotten. Oh, oh no, I'm not disputing the reason this one is memorable. I'm just, I want to get to the bottom of how many lap dances, just a, an <laughs> estimate that you think you've had, because it sounds, that's something you've implied that you've had quite a few. The one where I uh, ended up having teeth marks on my thighs, that's another memorable one. But, no. Now, so Keith talks about those, but he doesn't talk about the lap dance they got from the girl who was wearing the bowling guard on her wrist, you know, like, with the finger sticking up. Like, she... She, she poked me like, in the eye. That was not memorable. She claimed it helped her grab onto the pole better, but it just kept her wrist really straight and her finger out. Like, yes, and she weird. poked me in the eye. I don't find that very memorable. <laughs> what? I found it very memorable because I, I was there and I thought it was I great. had to go to the doctor and wear an eye patch for a week. But that wasn't memorable. Yeah, well, that's why it was memorable for me. <laughs> memorable for you. I try to forget that one. Oh, Keith, what happened to your eye? Uh, I tell people Derek punched me. That's what I had to do. A stripper with a bowling wrist guard poked me in the eye. <laughs> I picture Keith and Digital Ramon going to Arts, and as soon as they walk in the door, uh, he's greeted with, oh, right this way, Mr. Gala, your Mm. regular table is waiting, and uh, they they escort them over to the VIP section. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Get a limo ride home afterwards. That's uh, the one, that is the one and only time I had ever been to Arts. In fact, uh, I will say that is the last time... uh it might be the last time I've been to a strip club because I could never top that. That's true. It's hard to top digital moan and a woman with a cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the high bar. Mm-hmm. It is a very <laughs> high bar. <laughs> of all the lap dances you've had, trips to strip clubs—that's your high bar. <laughs> Again, let's not let's not go with Keith's gotten a lot of lap dances. I don't think that's the thing to take away from here. Hey, your words, not mine. No. I said it's one of my most memorable ones. That means I could have 10 total. It's one of the most memorable. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I had a lot of bad ones, and and that's the ones I don't want to talk about. (laughs) Uh, An eye gouge and a woman in a cast and also some bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I keep throwing around the term a lot. Maybe that's also my problem. But no, it's not it's not like I have tons of them to choose from, but there are a few that stick out, yes. Yeah, I just remember it just seems it it seems in context with one of our previous episodes where you went to a, a certain animal show and mm-hmm. it just seems I on went brand to see Keith a band. I didn't go to see they just happened to be there. No, they opened. You, you said they opened for but an I went, animal but show. I went to go see the band. I didn't go there to see the, the following show. It just happened to be okay. there. But you didn't leave. It's <laughs> a spectacle. It's <laughs> a spectacle to behold. I mean, well, I didn't want to be rude. No. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to offend the animals. Yeah. I mean, look, they people are going to be nervous. It's going to be nervous in the first place. If people start walking out, like that's really could set some things off. It would not be good. And by the way, that experience landed you in jail. It did. It did. Yes. This one with the uh, with digital Ramon, I did not land in jail, but I did like I got done getting the dance. I was like. He left. <laughs> Dang, he left. And and like, ah. so oh, he ghosted you. He set you up with the cast woman so he could have a distraction and he to get out. Yeah, out I, the back door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can we go back real quick? So you didn't leave the donkey show because you were afraid of, um, like they were going to point you out like a stand-up comedian? Oh, no, 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 no. I just, Why are you leaving, uh, sir? What's the problem? Turn on the house lights real fast. Let's hear what he has to say. No, I thought maybe it would make the animals nervous if like, people oh, were like oh, getting up and leaving. You didn't no, want to no, no, spook no. the animals. Gotcha. Exactly, They're yes. wild animals, mm, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah, especially in front row seats, it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to jostle that table at all. Yeah. No, in the, in the splash zone, it's not a good thing to get up and leave. The splash zone. That'd be the ultimate reason to leave, I think. If you go to a show like that and they say, all right, first three rows, you're going to get wet, you get up and you move to row four. Like the, That's all there is to it. Again, I went to see the band play. It just happened to have something else happening afterwards. Uh-huh. Sure. And I, I didn't realize it during the 20 minute intermission between the two. I could have got up and left, but that's fine. <laughs> You're waiting for your chicken wings to like, skip out on that tab. Right? Like, I ordered food. I'm waiting for my tots to get here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. Tater tots? But anyway, delicious. Risky Business is a great song if you want to find it by Digital Ramon. And uh, <laughs> his new album, uh, Triple Chicken Theory, is what he's, uh, what he's been pushing these days. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Is that based on the uh, Triple Chicken movie trilogy um, starring Winona Ryder? I think so. I, That's the first thing I thought. Maybe it's if, like it a is, if it is, then I need to get my lawyers involved and that'll be... It's uh, a concept you know, album. I hope actually that would be great if it is a, if it is a full all out concept album based on the Triple Chicken movie uh, trilogy that is a hundred percent great. Did you just slip in that you have a team of attorneys? The pop up film cast attorneys, yes. <laughs> when you get that many lap dances, you got to keep yourself covered. <laughs> okay, all right, wow. God, we are again once again we are learning a lot about Keith. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, yes. All right, well, here's the song Risky Business from Digital Ramon. Yeah, 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 New Year. 
I live a check to check, I'm Gucci. Tie dye swagger back and groovy. I'm neck to foot fresh, I'm Stanley Tucci. Y'all can't match the bag, it's too deep. I'm writing movies, my wifey boobies and thighs are two piece. I'm signing no type of fine print, my guy. I'm finding too free. Uh, Cause I don't really wanna be bothered. I don't wanna deal with the brand that smoke scream of Rogers. I'd rather switch the switch on and just go sauce on a bitches. Put the Netflix on, sip good liquor, get the six one, check it with the dick sauce, drip it. Oh, why? Hard kissing my woman in the rip off bra and then get all in it. Oh. You can see me dance with no lights on. So I'm sticking with the plan. Oh, I need a witness. I've been putting work in all night long because I won't take a chance. No more risky business. Straight up, tall, dark, and handsome, I stand. Straight up, I got the world in my hands. Straight up, she turned around and I get straight up. Can't know what. And that again was Risky Business by Digital Ramon. Derek, you're up for our third band. The band is Cold War Unicorns. Oh, man, the Cold War Unicorns. I can't believe this is who we have. Like, I remember when I saw them the first time and it was on accident, right? Like, I they were opening for the blue meanies and if you know the blue meanies they were like in the 90s they were kind of like a ska punk sort of thing um and so like me and my roommate at the time were like well let's go see the blue meanies and like who's open and they're like oh the cold war unicorns i'm like okay that sounds interesting at least and every song they played you're like oh okay i can kind of get into this and then they open their mouth and you're just like oh this is not what I was expecting every time. But if you listen to the lyrics, they're all very dark, I think. Um, at least that's how I remember them. They have song titles like like Misdemeanor and uh, uh, what's what's the bigger felony, right? And then Crime. And you're like, oh, man, you're like a really pounding in this idea of you know, judicial system sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, cry, okay, cool. It's like, uh, alternate juror number three was a song on their album. <laughs> um, and then you, then, then you had, uh, a lineup sketch artist. It turns out that Bob Higgins, I don't know if the, the name rings a bell with anybody or if anybody knows of Bob Higgins. I don't think if he do, it's not that Bob Higgins, but he's the lead singer of Cold War Unicorns. His mother's brother's fiance's uncle was Dick Wolf, right? So if that makes sense, the, the creator of Law and Order, uh, Law and Order <clears throat> SVU, uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Law and Order uh, The other one that didn't last very long and then the other law and order that didn't last very long so i think bob higgins was really into law and order i could be wrong i'm not sure and then if you're a fan of law and order then you know that one of mccoy's like greatest arguments for conviction was depraved indifference right and so their first uh cd tsunami of indifference all law and order themed sort of things but when I saw him, I was like, this is disappointing. This is not what I, the Blue Meanies, 
They were kind of like high energy, like crazy. And then they brought along the Cold War unicorns. I love the fact that they did. Uh, they used to do close out most of their shows doing uh, iced tea covers, uh, you know, for another connection to, you know, to SVU. Yeah. Uh, Law and Order SVU right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would come on and they would do stuff, but they would do it in such a like mellow fashion. It was just very, very weird. Uh, their cover of New Jack City was really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so they did they did the uh the uh, iced tea covers they did Jerry Orbach covers cuz Jerry Orbach <laughs> was quite the singer too. Um like they did anything that was law and order related. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, their third album Eyes of Orbach was really uh mm-hmm. that was a that was a bit of a, a game-changing album for them as well. But they got a cease and desist from Dick Wolf for doing the dun dun. They tried to like you know break the songs up with dun dun and then they got, you know, sued for that mm-hmm. unauthorized sample. Speaking of guys with a team of attorneys. Yeah, Dick Wolf. <laughs> that was always weird to me that uh, that he went after them like that, because it just seemed like this was a band sponsored by Dick Wolf and the entire team at Law & Order. Like, it was almost like a commercial for those nine TV shows mm-hmm. uh, that that you know, make up half of the basic cable programming in the world. Um, I mean, you, you would have thought that he would have stopped them when their law and order CWU shirts were what they were selling. Uh, you would have thought he would have stopped them then, but he, he kind of let that one slide. I saw one of those at Goodwill last week. It was so crazy. <laughs> They're still floating around out there. You can, you can grab a good vintage uh, uh, law and order CWU shirt. Uh, floating if you around. find one, yeah, I think there's a market for an eBay that's that's much larger than the Goodwill market. Mm-hmm. Make some pretty money off that. Yeah, I'll have to go back and uh, see if I can scrape some of those up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really a shame that um, their their Ice T and <clears throat> Jerry Orbach cover songs were the best part of their show. Yeah, I kind well, of I, I kind of wish the rest of their music lived up to that. But of course, they closed out the show. If you wanted to hear the good stuff, you had to wait. Till the end of the set. I'm going to tell you what, like a band I really always enjoyed was like Rage Against the Machine. If they covered Jerry Orbach and Ice-T songs, you'd be like, well, that's the best part of the show. And they got a catalog of hits. And then you'd be like, okay. Right, right. Just the rest is a little underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, in comparison. Anybody would be underwhelming in comparison. Musically, though, these guys are... They're, they're great, but like you said, as soon as they open their mouth, it's yeah, just like, yeah. It's like, oh, man, this is kind of like a little groove, a little jam. I can get down with this. And then <laughs> comes up, and you're like, oh, all right. All right. Well, here is the song Crime by the band Cold War Unicorns. It's off their album Tsunami of Indifference.
And once again, that song was Crime by the Cold War Unicorns. Phil, it's back to you for our fourth band. The band name is Thanks A Lot, Craig. Hey, thanks a lot, Craig. I remember this band uh, because I saw them. He was uh, This band was kind of like a protege of, of Beck. And I saw them when Beck took them on the road. I guess it would have been probably late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Uh, so they opened up for Beck. And this was uh, before, like, the famous um, uh, rivalry, before the, before their split, you know. Uh, they became uh, uh, rivals later on when Thanks A Lot Craig um, released a song called Lame. And it was like, oh, I'm lame, honey, so take all my money. You know, like, it was like a total loser ripoff. And, uh, of course, you know, that got really pissed and uh thanks a lot craig uh had a song on the on the same album as lame uh it was a album called congratulations okra and they also had a song on there called golden age uh which is the same title as a beck song from sea change so it all helped further this split this uh this album congratulations okra was this big turning point in their relationship but i did see them together um right before this happened. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a shame because, uh, thanks a lot, Craig, I think could have been this really cool band if they would have kind of stayed under Beck's mentorship. And instead they kind of went off in their own direction. Uh, and that's, that really kind of comes across, uh, congratulations, Okra. It was, it was still Beck ish. And, um, and and then they just kind of became like a Beck clone in, instead of going in a interesting direction. Um, Golden Age kind of blew up for them, uh, but it's still uh, it, it. I don't I don't feel like it ever really found the footing that they wanted it to uh, in in cloning themselves after Beck so much. Um, but I guess they did still have some kind of fan base and, and it probably still carries on to this day, but they never quite made it as big as, as Beck did. Do you guys, do you guys remember this band or did they just get lost in Beck's shadow for you? I was cleaning out the garage there date and I found a box that said Derek CDs on it. And I was like, Oh boy, what we got in here and congratulations to Okra was sitting right on top. And, it like it brought back a flood of memories, mostly because the term "congratulations okra." It you're not congratulating okra, right? It's more of the okra is congratulatory, right? And <laughs> and that always messed me up when I listened. I'm like, let's listen to "congratulations okra," and like what? And that would always start a debate because we'd we'd be drinking and whatever, and be like, are we congratulating the okra? And then the person next to me would be like, no, this okra is for you. Is a congratulations for doing a great job. And uh, I don't know, like I, I love Beck back in the day, but thanks a lot, Craig. Never really got where I wanted it to. Uh, I think I've been around for a few of those debates there. That I know that used to They're have long with people. And heated. Yeah. Um, I, I think most people are most of the time you argued back that it it's it wasn't you weren't getting okra's congratulations because okra's just kind of so so it's not like a really oh see no that that's yeah like i i don't know like 
okra has its place in the vegetable hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. When you cook it, it's got a little slime to it, which is always quality when a vegetable. And it can be fried, right? Um, which is good for vegetables, too. Um I mean, that's the only way I eat my vegetables anymore is if they're yeah. battered, dipped, and or deep fried. What is the proper way for congratulatory okra to be prepared, though? I don't know. See, it's a thing. I, like, maybe in a pie? Is that a thing? Is okra pie a thing? In a in a red stew with uh, chicken and served with uh, gyra, which is like a doughy substance from Nigeria. <laughs> wow, that's very specific. <laughs> Stir-fried and put on a plate... Uh, served on a stripper in uh, an art <laughs> performing hall. <laughs> when he lived in Nigeria and he got there at four, they had uh, a red stew with okra and, and what was it called? Gira? A buffet that was <laughs> at the top of the line that Keith would frequent. I had a foreign exchange student though. That's uh, that lived with us, and that's one of the key things. The key things he cooked a lot, and that's one of the first times I ever had okra, and it was that slimy version. Yeah, um, I'm gonna agree that I think fried okra is probably the more congratulatory Hell yeah, it one. Is. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean that's the more delicious. I don't like congratulations okra. Like feels like it should be in a crown, and that's on the CD cover. It's a crown made of okra. Yeah, and I will say that I remember listening to this album and, and like. Uh, I think I probably borrowed your copy because I wasn't a hundred percent into it, but it also got me to like not want to eat okra for a long time. I yeah. was like, because this is the first thing I thought of. I was always like, that's kind of like a half-ass band. I mean, yeah, they're okay. The, the but- loser rip off, and then Beck, you know, doing the Golden Age, you know, stealing that song name, and you're just like, hmm. but Be- Beck has a team of lawyers from the Church of Scientology. Scientology lawyers, yeah. The best lawyers. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll come down to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mess with their with their team of lawyers. That's No, they'll get you killed. All right, well, here's the song Golden Age by the band Thanks a Lot, Craig, from their album Congratulations, Okra. That was the song Golden Age by Thanks a Lot, Craig. Keith, you're up again. Tell us about our fifth band, Oswald's Daughter. Oh, Oswald's Daughter. I, man, I have not heard. You you, you guys really, every year that we do this, Chris, I don't know if it, how, if you, how you do any extra research, but you like to dig into things that were big from my past. Uh, this was uh, another one. This was like, 
right around the end of college and right when I, I got my, my first job um, out of college. I was, I was working at a radio station uh, and I was, in, I was in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, these were this was a, a band that they would come by every now and then and they would <laughs> they would come by and hang out with my roommate for a bit. And so I get to talk to them for a little while uh, while they're there. And, and hear about the band and, and hear some of the stuff they were doing. And once they found out that I worked at a radio station, they were like, like, can do you have stuff to like record there? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I record commercials there and stuff like that. So they used to come over to the radio station um, after I got done hosting uh, this rap show that I did over there. They would come over and they would go into like the little room where we had reel to reels and they would sit there and just record, record, record uh constant songs usually for their album uh i think desperation ships was their their big album or like their first album at the time because they were just up and coming college band uh and they would just sit there and sometimes they would write the songs right there like they would just keep playing these like tracks over and over again they would write them until they got them uh right and then like you know we'd get done it'd be like two in the morning and i'd be like all right can you guys like give me a ride home and they'd be like sure but we're hungry and we would go drive around and they would go to like we'd pull up to get some fast food and they would just turn the music up as loud as they could in the drive through uh, all the time. And uh, it, good luck, good night and goodbye was was one of my favorite songs by them uh, overall. Uh, a couple of the other ones were a little bit more. Uh, they weren't as mellow It's this is a, again, I think is we're going with a little more mellow themed smorgasbord overall this year. But they uh, they had a couple that were a, a much more of like a little harder rock song that, you know, you'd go to put in your order at, you know, at the local uh, Burger King or whatever. And then, you know, just as the guy was about to give, you know, ask you, like, is there anything else you want? They would like quickly turn up the volume and then pull up to the, the drive through window. Um, but they were fun. I mean, you know, they they always paid for you know, food after they used the, the studio and stuff like that. And it was great. Um, but yeah, Oswald's daughter, I'm very glad to see these guys on the, uh, the docket this year. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Keith, Oswald's daughter sounds like they were way ahead of their time at the, I mean, there was no way to go viral back then. So you need to nope. let word of mouth. You need people to go, Hey, what's that you're listening to? Right. So, and what better way to have a captive audience than somebody that has to listen to you, through mm-hmm. like a headset and or a window i mean it makes sense i asked them a couple times i'm like i'm like why do you guys keep turning this up like we just heard the song and they're like well i'm trying to get that guy to hear it because he'll tell the people behind us yeah. about it that makes and, sense to and me. then I they'll be like that. hey i just heard about this new band when i was at the uh steak and shake uh drive through <laughs> yep. and you know and now like then they'll try to find out more about them. yeah you're right it was like very early i mean the internet had barely been born yeah, at that you point. You couldn't tweet about it because Twitter didn't exist. So the next obvious mm-hmm. way to go viral is to play your songs through a drive-through. Well, and, and this isn't the first time we've had a band in Smorgasbord use the drive-through. If you guys remember Dairy Queensryche, yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. sure did. Well, the, it was reversed though. They played all their songs out of the drive-through. Right. Yeah. But but still utilizing a drive-thru at a time when how yeah. else are you going to spread your music? Makes sense. Yeah, you have to. Not only are we keeping, with, I mean, a bunch of bands that Keith has hung out with, but like... Hey, I used to work in radio, Phil. I got to hang out with bands all the time. 
I know you really uh, it's super impressive how many people you've rubbed elbows with. This is really cool. But also, Keith, you know, in previous Smorgasbord, Keith has hung out with with the bands before. Yeah, he has. And strip clubs, Mm -hmm. too. I'm not mistaken. I don't. I don't think it's strip clubs every time. Oh, I'm pretty sure that at least one was at a strip club. Hmm. It 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 Panthers wasn't it at Eastern? Yes. Well, yeah. yeah, That okay. Yeah, that would be the second most memorable uh, dance I ever got. (laughs) And also the third separate strip club that we've we've connected you with (laughs) on the Smorgasbord discussion. (laughs) If if this was forensic files, Keith. We would have tracked you down by your strip club activity and found you guilty of something. Yeah, <laughs> guilty. I was guilty of nothing at those. It was guilty of being a frequent customer, perhaps. Yes. No, 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 guilty no. Uh, Panthers wasn't the place you wanted to be a frequent customer at. I will tell you that. That was, uh, and yet you were anyways. <laughs> no, I went. Uh, it was in. The, it was in the college town. I do believe I only went once. Oh, that's a lie. Uh, twice Maury at most. Just pulled out the card on that one. Yeah, that one's a lie. <laughs> twice, twice at most. Uh, the second time we went, I saw my English teacher. He quickly saw me uh, and made eye contact, and then he shuffled out quickly, and I got a B without doing anything else in that class for us here. I also saw a classmate. She was actually dancing. So that's at least three trips, or unless no, that that's was one. The, that's, a, that's the same trip. one. That's the same oh, okay. one. And then also where the girl bit my leg uh, through my jeans and left a, and left teeth marks on my thigh. All of that happened on a single trip. I do believe so. Yeah. Mercy. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, the guy just in order to get back at the city for taking away his liquor license, he made it into a towny BYOB. Uh, strip club and it was an awful awful place anyway jesus i'm really i'm realizing that i've been to a lot and i haven't been to one in like decades so uh that's weird hmm. it's a very condensed history yeah you went on a very intense run of frequent trips to strip clubs <laughs> well from 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 18 to 30 something it's not a, a it's intense like run archery in the olympics right all the arrows are like in one real spot right <laughs> That's Keith's life and strip clubs. Yeah. Except we're saying narrow the target, but then he just outlined a 15-year period. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's that's kind of a wide target. 18 to 33? That's not that. Yeah, that's, look, run around, do stuff. That's three decades. Yeah. (laughs) Three separate decades there, Keith. (laughs) It is, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then I got hitched. No need to go to those anymore. All right, well, here's the band Oswald's Daughter, and there's here's their big hit, Good Luck, Good Night, Goodbye, from their album Desperation Ships. Just make me doubt it. 
That was Oswald's daughter. Good luck. Good night. Goodbye. And we are down to our sixth band. Back to you, Derek. Tell us everything you can about the band, the Brad Donnelly situation. Oh, man, the Brad Donnelly situation. So there was a time. Uh, and and uh, Keith, I hope you don't mind me telling tales out of school or whatever. But like uh, Keith had this roommate and they oh, both boy. worked at the same place. And we were all in this like fantasy uh, baseball league. I know this is going to get real in the weeds here, right? But the drafts were always over at Keith and his roommate's place. And this is the – Keith, where did you guys work at? You worked at some newspaper thing. This was, this was mm-hmm. after college and after you worked in radio. So um, anyway, I show up for this draft, and there's these four guys with real thick southern draws. I've never met them before. Um, and one of them, his name was Brad Donnelly. Right, and we were talking, blah blah, and they were in this league, like like when we don't really ten is a good number for fantasy league because then you start watering down the teams. But so we went to fourteen that year, and but these guys were there in a real thick Southern, like I like they might have been Louisiana Southern, but it didn't have that Creole flavor that you'd expect from Louisiana, right? But so it was something like Mississippi, Alabama, something real thick panhandle level of accent and uh it turns out they were this band the brad donnelly situation right and like i was talking to him i was like oh you know and they drafted this guy who had retired the year earlier and you're like whoa you don't know anything about baseball do you uh (laughs) so anyway so they're there to talking and i was like well i gotta hear you guys you know do you guys have your instruments with you like oh yeah yeah you know like i don't want to do a weird southern accent but i will uh, they were, they were like, oh yeah, you know, I, I can't even do one. I can't even do it. They're out in the car. They go get, you know, some guitars and stuff and they start, and then they start singing this real soft faux British accent and I was not ready for it. And they were singing about this song, the city, they miss trains and stuff. I was like, man, who are these guys? The Brad Downey situation. And then we finished up the draft. It took a, like a f- Oh, I'm sorry. It took forever. It took like six hours. We're just like, God, man, is this thing ever going to end? And then it got down to the end. These four Brad Donnelly doofuses that like were hemming and hawing over like, who are they going to pick in this keeper league that's 20 rounds deep? We're like, just just pick somebody. It doesn't matter. Right? So finally, after six hours, they pick up the Brad Donnelly situation. That's what I called them. They were just called the Brad Donnelly band for a while. I'm like, this Brad Donnelly situation has got to end. And then finally they left. We're like, thank God. It's like 1.30 mm. in the morning. Nobody was having it anymore. Um, and I'm like, Keith, who are these guys? Who, who are these? It's like, I met him. Like, I don't want to get to a long story, but my brother was in town. He had his friends. We were down mm-hmm. at the Riviera. And we're like, oh, okay, Keith's at the Riviera with his brother and his friends. We know. And he met these guys, and they brought them back to be in our fantasy baseball league. Anyway, I'm really in the weeds here. The Brad Donnelly situation, they're fine, right? Like, But you wouldn't expect the sound that they had coming from them because they were clearly 
clearly, you know, you don't remember when Green Day came out the first time they were on the radio, and you're like, where are these guys from? They have a weird accent. Then you find out they're from Southern California, right? And then like the Brad Donnelly's, the Brad Donnelly experience or band or whatever what they were, and then they became the situation that I think Keith probably told them that I called them that, but, you know, whatever. Um, like you hear them and like, where are they from? Are they like, like from somewhere in great, like South Africa, maybe? Nope. They are from like Panhandle. I don't know where it is, but man, they had thick southern accents. Yeah, I, look, I, I look. This is a long time ago, so Eric, I, I accept that you got a few details wrong. It, oh, they oh, weren't. Did they, you tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. You've got, you got, you got Moses right. It was uh, my roommate Timmy and his brother's friends that they brought back. I, I, we were hanging out. Yes, we were at the Riviera. They brought them back uh, with us, and because they started talking to him about fantasy league uh i don't know if they had a band name specifically before that night um yeah i did tell them that you referred to it as the brad donnelly situation mostly because i thought i'd make a good fancy uh football team name for for brad but <laughs> well, that was that I mean, was his fantasy league name yeah the well brad donnelly situation yeah but he also had his brother bill donnelly uh benji donnelly and bobo donnelly like they could have gone with any of those but i guess maybe brad was the the eldest of the of the four brothers uh but yeah that it was really weird to hear them start playing after particularly because the... bobo shirtless overalls big thick beard <laughs> and you're like yeah. and he pulled out a jug and you thought he was gonna blow into it he sat that down and then picked up a guitar you know like oh yeah it's a total also like, psych out bobo could barely put more than three or four words together during the entire draft. Yeah. I'm surprised he even got like his picks out correctly. But, but his but his backup vocals impeccable, amazing. Yes, yeah. it's, it's like as soon as he's it's like you know uh, some people they they stutter, but if they sing they're perfectly fine. This was kind of like the same thing except for his weird uh, southern super you, thick. Southern. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. I they they it was. Yeah, they all mm-hmm. were like whole family, and part of the reason that it took six hours is because like you know after each round they wanted to play a song every single time, <laughs> and it was like guys, uh, it's a snake draft. It's your pick again. Can you start making picks and not just because we had already set up the draft of ten people, and then these guys showed up, and Tim and his and his brother Kenny and Kenny used to wear glasses that didn't have lenses in them. Uh, and and so he he was the one who brought these guys back and insisted we put them in. And he goes, "Don't worry, they can have the last four picks of the round." I'm like, "Well, that gives them four picks of the next round." And they want to play a song after each yeah. round. And I'm like, to guys, celebrate. And now not like not the good kind of celebrate, not the celebration okra or whatever. What it was. Yeah. Uh, this is like, yeah. Good night. I just got Albert Pujols. Good job. It was a basketball draft, maybe because it's not that many rounds, but a fancy baseball. I mean, like we're going like fifteen rounds, rounds deep. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, and they picked the dude who had just retired, like morons. Brian Sorry. Shaw, Eric Shaw. I can't remember what his name. Yeah, was. One, yeah, one of them. But the guy had just retired, like yeah. like that week. Yeah, like it was in the news, and they, they still picked him. Yeah, it's like you don't know about baseball. No, musically though, not bad, not awful, just surprising. All right, well, let's play uh, their song, big song by them, This City. 
It's by the Brad Donnelly situation from their album Radioactivities. That was This City by the Brad Donnelly situation. Uh, well done, everybody. Excellent. It's time to set our festival lineup now, and this is all up to you guys. You need to choose which band will open the show, who will close, and the order in between. Uh, my thought is I, I think Digital Ramon, uh, instead of being like the overall headliner, I and this may only because of their song of Good Luck, Good Night, and Goodbye, is having him and then throwing in Oswald's daughter to like calm the crowd back down and like, head people out oh, the, i mean because you'd be a real party a atmosphere at the end down at the, the energy yeah. well no i mean we get to the end and you just you know maybe let digital Ramon's gonna have people going all over you know they're gonna be you know in a crazy mood after those after he's yeah. done and maybe it's just like your cool down like, lap yeah yeah you get the cool down lap perfect yeah well i thought stick um, figure orchestra might be good for that that really weird mellow kind of kind of uh acoustic jazz kind of cinema you know she's speaking you know french and and nobody you know understands what she's saying and and everyone just sort of like uh that's that's the good come down after uh after digital ramon but there Um, are there gonna be people there for the dodge turismo right they're gonna be there specifically for that that's a fair Mm -hmm. point yeah right so maybe Stick figure orchestra and digital moon. We can keep them separate. Maybe two separate stages. Maybe stick figure orchestra plays in the parking lot uh, oh, out yeah. of the turismo, uh, you know, and they sort can't of the ticket problem. Ah, so. the, now, the tailgate party, you know, the pre gamers all yeah. sort of form up around that. That has been like, I think one time, uh, was it Dairy Queen? Was it uh, Dairy Queen's Reich where they, as you drove in, they were playing in the ticket? Or like the parking, yeah, that's right. Well, and then and then there was the other year where Kid Chaos played out front of the in the Bellagio Fountain. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So having somebody that's kind of been a signature thing is us having somebody in the parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that works perfect. You roll up at the Turismo and uh, and play right there. That, what if that's we did a, a good stunt? way to start it off? 
with like turismos filled with hummus <laughs> like in the trunk <laughs> yeah you just like people walk by and there's like baskets of pita breads or chips or maybe vegetables and you walk by it you can it's like a it's a big buffet of hummus out of the like trunk of Dutch buffet. Turismos. yeah 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 i like it yeah a little, a little extra bonus, especially for like people who maybe pay for the VIP tickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need that energy going in because you know you're going to see Digital Moan. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm here for the Turismo. You, the Turismo got me to the parking lot. The hummus is going to fuel me through the gate to Digital Ramon. Well, and you're gonna need you're gonna need a little energy getting through. I think a, a couple of the other ones, but again, well, you know, Cold War unicorns, uh, they might be good right in the middle because you know they're gonna break it up with. You know their their iced tea cover or something like that's that, true. and right, and that yeah. might get the crowd that might get the crowd jumping a bit, <laughs> or or the Jerry Orbach parts of "Be My Guest," mm-hmm. yeah, Beauty and the Beast, right? That could be a good mm-hmm. lead into uh, Digital mm-hmm. Ramon. Yeah, get get everybody pumped up, and then then the headliner comes on. So I think maybe uh, uh, maybe Cold War Unif- Unicorns right before Digital Ramon. I was thinking, thanks a lot, Craig. Could go right in the middle. That's when. Uh, about the point in the, in the show when everybody's going to use the bathroom, uh, getting some more beer, taking a break for a minute, you know, it's sort of like, I I feel like they're going to generate the least amount of excitement and, and sort of their, their Beck ripoff, uh, set is, is going to be a little less popular. So that might fit right in the middle a little bit somewhere. Well, Ooh. and I like I like the idea of Oswald's daughter actually closing out the show. They wouldn't be the headliner, but they would close out because, and we didn't talk about this earlier, but the, their song "Good Luck, Good Night, Goodbye" kind of not quite to the level, but became a bar closer, kind of like closing time. And closing time, yeah. So, and and that's clearly their most favorite song. So, I mean, they could close out the entire festival by playing that as people are leaving in the parking lot again. Oh, see, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you're bouncing, you you're coming, you know, you're coming out of the thing. You're, yeah. you're bouncing to, you know, oh man, did Ramon receive his, like, are we going to the club with him afterwards? And then you get out there and then by the time you get to your car, you're just kind of like, oh man, it's a good night. I'm, I'm kind of good. Yeah. Good luck. How about if Oswald's daughter plays at the closest fast food restaurant to the venue because Ooh. that's where everyone's going when they leave to go get something to eat on their way home and sure. they're singing through the drive-through speaker. Well, that's sponsorship opportunities right there too, right? That's perfect. I yeah. think yeah. so. It's a great tie-in. All right, so if I got this right, I think we're doing we're doing Stick Figure Orchestra. Uh they're going to keep our tradition of somebody playing out in the parking lot uh with their trismo and then also the other trismos filled with hummus <laughs> several uh, and, trismos and chips, filled with hummus. yeah mm-hmm. and veggies and pitas and all that other stuff yes uh and then we're gonna get um thanks a lot craig and then cold war unicorns uh will play uh back to back that will lead in oh and the brad donnelly situation the brad donnelly situation they do a big like audio visual thing of fantasy drafts that they, they kind of adopt that theme and depending on the time of year um, i mean there's always some sporting league going on yeah. well we move this to fall so i mean it's going to be during playoff time what's his name again bobo i mean he plugs in his iphone and then he you see him just scrolling through DraftKings 
um, <laughs> like picking out some, <laughs> you know, daily fantasy stuff. More sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I think we have Stick Figure, Cold War Unicorns, uh, Brad Donnelly. Uh, no, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, Thanks a Lot, Craig, Brad Donnelly, Cold War Unicorns, then into Digital Ramon, and then on your way out, uh, you, you follow you follow everyone over to the closest fast food venue and, and listen to them. Yeah. Now, the closest would depend on which lot you're parked in. Uh, because most venues are surrounded by things. So there, yeah. is Oswald's daughter, are the five members playing at the five different closest? Oh, wow. And it's all synced like via Zoom or something like that and then piped out. Um, I mean, we got the technology today that they didn't have back in the day when they went uh, around. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea. I say yes. That's great. Mm-hmm. Or, oh. What if it's not synced? You only hear like the baseline at one place, <laughs> and then it's it's like remember the movie Clue where there were like four different endings, and you go to four different theaters to see them, right? It's like that. You have to go to each place. You have to record, right? Obviously, and then you have to stitch it together. Yeah, I think that's that's even that's even better because it it almost makes it. Um like there's a little bit of like a, a prize factor at like the end. Like a scavenger hunt kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's And they're only going to perform for so long, so you got to hope that you can get to each one because there's going to be some people only get like four out of the five parts of the track. Yep. Yeah. I like that idea. But if you get all five, you get a free meal at the last restaurant. I'm not even hungry, but I'll take a chalupa. <laughs> I've eaten four fast food meals and a big uh, plate of hummus. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a festival. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, if oh, if you get all five of them, then you get a VIP. Uh, you get passes the VIP room with Digital Ramon at the local gentlemen's club. Oh. Keith, you had to bring it back into the dig- You just want to go back to the Gentleman's Club with Digital Ramon. That's fine. I mostly just want to know if he remembers the incident as well, and I want to know why he took off while I was in the dance. I'll be honest, that's really main, my main thing. Hey, dude, well, I thought we were having fun. It's a good yeah. time. I don't know. You stuck me with the bar tab, my no, I just want to know if he still signs casts at the strip club. I bet you he would. I bet you'd sign anything you'd put in his face. He's Digital Ramon. A lot of things can end up in your face at a strip club, so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like a bowling glove. Yeah. Bowling glove. Yes. Yeah. Or hummus. Or hummus. Sign that hummus with a baby carrot. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. The 2020 Smorgasbord lineup. Before we go, let's have some promo time. Derek, you first. Where can we find Paul and his show? Oh, boy. I'm pretty sure it's online. His show is <laughs> Vermin, Varco. I'm not sure. I'm sure, but if you um, Google Chomo, it's spelled the way it sounds. Uh, you'll find it. <laughs> All right, fine. P- Paul, why don't you tell us where to find yourself and your show? Uh, my show is called Varmint. It's a podcast all about animals. It's on the CB Channel 13. Mm, Monday yes. nights at 9.30, depending on where you are. Um, if you're on I-75, then it might be like, you know, 10, 10, 15, like if I'm going through Georgia. Mm. But yeah, CB Channel 13, Just you just kind of have to tune in and 
hope that we're there. Perfect. Phil, you're next. Uh, you can find me at Jake and the Dingus. I am the Dingus. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, um, uh, you can find me at philrude.com and you can see all my art and you can get links to the podcast I do with my son. It's the picture show with Austin and Phil Rude. Thank you, Phil. And Keith and or Derek, doesn't matter to me. Why don't you guys tell us where we can find you guys? You can find us uh, as part of the Podfix Network. If you go to podfixnetwork.com, you'll find us over there. It's the pop-up film cast, or you can go to wherever uh, you find great, uh, soon-to-be, if not already, favorite cinema podcasts. That's usually where we're hanging out. Yeah. There's like a whole collection of them out there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great. Thanks, Keith. Well, once again, my sincere thanks to each of you for coming on the show today. Paul, thank you for hosting and for coming up with this idea in the first place. Well, thanks for having me back. Some brief credits before we go. We have a great Facebook group for the show. Please come join us there. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. It's where we have serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. The number for the JonBenet Ramsey Crime Tips hotline is 214-531-3936. This week today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Find other great shows consistently creating platinum level content. Go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at podfix on Twitter. The music on the show is by Silent Partner. You can find them on the YouTube audio library. Thank you to Phil Rude for our custom logo. From our friends Paul, Phil, Keith, and Derek, I'm Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. I said goodbye. This week today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Panthers wasn't the place you wanted to be a frequent customer at. I will tell you that. That was, uh, and yet you were anyways. <laughs> <laughs>